Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Once again, my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am your producer for Is It Transphobic? And once again, this is February, and February is We Heart Drag Queens Month. Uh, and today we're going to be presenting to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Uh, that is probably one of the longest titles in all of Hollywood. I guarantee you that there are longer ones, but uh, yeah, that uh, uh, this one exists. Uh, and God, I love this movie. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that, though. Uh, before we start, there was a bit of a miscommunication with one of our panelists, uh, Puyo Moseni. And so she came in super late. So as opposed to chopping things up so that it sounds kind of natural, so that it sounds almost like Puya was always there, we've made the decision to release uh, Puya's portion as a separate episode, which we will hopefully do uh, next week or possibly even today as well. Um this is just because we want this to be as crisp and clear as possible. Uh, but Puya, as a, uh, a person who was born in Iran and lived there for a very long time, came over to America, uh, her perspective on this story is very... Uh, it's not just... I, I don't want to use the word like important, but it's, it's a very... It's a cool perspective to get. That said, uh, we at Is It Transphobic, of course, this year, it is my quest to get an actor, a cisgender actor, who has portrayed a trans role in a major Hollywood film onto the podcast so that I can interview them. It could be Jared Leto, it could be Liev Schreiber, it could be um, anyone. I, I guess, I think Woody Harrelson at one point uh, performed as one in, in Anger Management with uh, Adam Sandler. I, I will take anyone. And we will not make it easy for you, but we will absolutely ask you questions. And we we are welcoming you on the show. Now, you probably heard me last time uh, advertising the show Trap, put on by the Ali Forney Center Troupe and in conjunction with Theater of the Oppressed NYC. Uh, we have a show coming up this Friday, which is completely sold out at the tank. And that's fantastic. All but if you are still looking to come see the show, February 22nd at the Higgins Hall at Pratt Institute. That's at 6 p.m. All tickets are free of charge. Yeah, so come check it out. And in case you're listening to this show and you, you like socially minded intersectional conversations on media past and present, another show you'll probably love is We're Not All Ninjas. We're Not All Ninjas is a movie review podcast focusing on Asian-American representation in Hollywood films, hosted by Melissa Slaughter, Rachel Yu, and Alex Chester. Recently, they just went through Memoirs of a Geisha, which was great. Harold and Kumar, fantastic. And I'm very excited, even though I haven't seen the movie yet, but they just released a uh, review of Moana. So I have no idea how that's going to be, whether they're going to pan it or love it, but uh, I'm excited to find out. So with that taken care of, let's talk to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. We're entering a world of magical drag queens. Fantastic nail jobs. <laughs> and... I don't know. I don't have a third one. John Leguizamo. Stalker Channing. And, and what? <laughs> Stalker Channing. And Stalker Channing. Yes. Of course. <laughs> so we watched Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, which has quite possibly one of the longest titles in all of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, and my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I use she, her pronouns. Today I'm being joined by... Joe Goforth, they, them pronouns. Terry Clark. She, her pronouns. Awesome. I don't know why I paused. I don't. I, <laughs> my brain is. 
gone. Sorry. That's okay. You know, pro- the pronoun question is one that uh, can <laughs> sometimes it's it's good to question. It's good to kind of check in. Like, all right, what pronouns am I using? All right, yeah. good, 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 good. Yeah, good. yeah. Uh, so, have either of you watched this movie previously before the podcast? Yes, no. a lot. Ooh, okay. I have watched it a lot. You've watched it a lot. So Terry <laughs> has watched it a lot. And I had never watched it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, I'm curious first, what are your impressions having just sat down and watched this for the first time? Well, I have a large sheet of paper <laughs> <laughs> of, of impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had complicated relationships with certain things that happened, but I always have complicated relationships with drag. Hmm. But um, also, I enjoyed it, mostly, yeah. Awesome. Okay. And mostly. Ta- mostly. <laughs> yeah. And Terry, having watched this uh, multiple times mm-hmm. as you volunteered, uh, sitting down and really analyzing it, how did it feel? What it, was there anything that just stood out to you that you were just like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it this way? Yeah, I think honestly, for a couple of years now, with the last few watches, I've definitely, um, I think I started analyzing a lot of films that I've watched especially as a kid or you know as a teenager um I've watched them in an analytical sense pretty much within the last five six years in a hardcore sense so watching it this time around um didn't really ignite anything new as far as the last time I watched it which was maybe two or three months ago whereas like yeah I'm raising my eyebrows a couple times here Uh (laughs) Uh I still enjoy a lot of the jokes I still enjoy a lot of the interactions and things like that but yeah, there are some things that are disconcerting. Mm. Well, I have watched it multiple times. I actually watched it a month ago because we were just trying to figure something to watch. I'm mm-hmm. sitting here with my wife and we're just like, oh, what's on? What's on? And we were clicking through HBO and I saw this and I was just like, oh my God, I haven't seen this in forever. We need to watch it. She'd never seen it. And because I, I love this movie. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was very excited to sit down and watch it again. I have a couple of reasons why I really wanted us to sit down and analyze this, but I'm going to hold off on those until we talk about the movie a little bit. Uh, Who amongst us feels like we might be able to give a synopsis? (laughs) (laughs) I I Um, went wide when I asked that question. I can, I guess. Um, So basically, the plot is three drag queens are trying to go to Hollywood, and it ends up being a cross-country car journey and they get caught up in a lot of shenanigans along the way yes yeah 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 that's that's good that's a good synopsis Um, and they do make it to hollywood they do end up making it to hollywood spoiler alert but (laughs) yeah come on come on jeez joe (laughs) look it's on the cover yeah it's not, it's not. It's not the, well, the end of this movie is they make it to Hollywood. <laughs> Dang, all right. Well, I mean, like, Remind that... me not to go to your video shop <laughs> right. to see anything. Right. Like, it's yeah. the entire plot of the movie is that they're going to Hollywood. <laughs> it could end tragic. You don't know. It doesn't, everyone. It's not tragic. <laughs> it's not a tragic movie. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone's lives are ruined. They know it's not tragic now. So one thing I really appreciate about this movie is uh, the fact that it's it's almost two movies in one. Because the first yeah. half is a road trip movie, and it mm-hmm. does that really well. And then all of a sudden, the car is broken down, and then it's a magical drag queen save a town movie. Yeah. <laughs> that part yeah. so much fun. It is. And, and arguably, the second part is way more interesting than the first, but yeah. a lot of the stuff that they establish mm-hmm. in the first is why you start feeling things for the yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's I, like I, getting I just... through season one of Buffy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there are good pocket moments in season one of Buffy, but it's really not till two and three. Yeah, it's really like you like, learn yeah. you learn the characters. Yeah, yeah. Buffy and then after that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I was okay with the first season, and the second season I was just bored. And, and the third season, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? No. And I stopped watching the show. And I love season like, oh, three. It's awesome. I'm like, no, no, it's really not. It's really not that awesome. It's well, not as good as everybody says it is. It makes me sad. Season three and season five, in my opinion, are the best seasons. So, 
So if you didn't like season three, I guess Buffy's just not for you. Nope. Yeah. Well, I'm apparently the sadist that loves season six. That is oh, my yeah, you are. Buffy. Yeah, no, That's I'm weird. like, oh, it's... yeah. Well, because I got, okay, well, we're talking about Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's, let's get back to the drag queens at hand. I apologize again for how loud I laughed. <laughs> so... <laughs> We could totally talk about Buffy later. So I'm sure they've another. done some transphobic crap. But Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I am certain of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with it's Joss Whedon, so yeah, yeah. So with with Tu Wong Fu, which has no Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> bless, bless. Let's talk about uh, some of the issues that you were talking about, like because uh, you know the the idea that like this was fun with some so issues. <laughs> so yeah. what were some of the ones that you were seeing? Do you want to go through chronologically? Ooh, yeah. Okay. We we have an audience that loves chronological stuff. That's good. Yeah. Um. So the first thing that I noted, it took me about 15 minutes to start writing things down, and at like 15 minutes, I realized, oh right, remember you have lots of feelings about drag, so you should write things down. Hmm. Um. And it started with the moment where the cis woman in the audience at the drag show, mm-hmm. like, turns to um, Noxie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and um, it's like I wish I was as beautiful as you, and this this starts my like <laughs> like constant struggle with like what drag is as a performance of femininity, especially when, as this movie defines it, as gay men who have too much fashion for one gender, mm. and. Sorry, I'm just like this... Terry Cringe and <laughs> quote that. Yep. Yeah, um, that blazed in my memory, yeah. um, and I was like, "All right, that's that's a definition for sure." Uh, but yeah, just like a really um, conflicting emotion, and this is not even just necessarily like related to like transphobic or transmisogynistic things, mm. but also just linked to misogyny. Period, mm. and this idea of cis men performing femininity better than women identified women could ever do Mm. and that sits sits very badly with me well since you brought up that quote i have it on a timestamp here why don't we play that quote Mm -hmm. so that we can react to it and so that they can hear it and it's buried in a moment where they define they define drag queen versus transvestite versus transsexual and then further delineating a boy dressed as a woman in a dress not as a woman, dressed as a boy in a dress. Darling, if you're going to become a drag queen, you're going to have to learn these things. What do you mean, be a drag queen? I am a drag queen. Oh, child, no, no, no. You will simply put a boy in a dress. When a straight man puts on a dress and gets his sexual kicks, he is a transvestite. When a man is a woman trapped in a man's body and has a little operation, he is a transsexual. I know that. When a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, he is a drag queen. Thank you. And when a tired little Latin boy puts on a dress, he is simply a boy in a dress. Yikes. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. There. Yeah, there's so much that happens. <laughs> well, and, and I feel like this is... I don't want to say a product of its time, because yeah, its yeah. time was 95. Honestly, I still but, think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, a lot's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the language has definitely changed, yeah. but what they're saying... What the de- definitions yeah. of them are is where I have the problem. Yeah. The language is normal for the time. It's yeah. like the accepted terminology for things, so... Mm. Yeah. Like, this, this was definitely what the 90s thought of as any kind of gender deviation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I feel almost like throughout this movie, there are so many moments that are just like, this is a trans narrative. This is yeah. a drag narrative. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, especially that, for Chi-Chi. That was very much so. That's what kind of, I mean, always honestly, always something that, came to the forefront for me for this movie uh growing up the way that I did um I would be considered more of a masculine woman um and just even the other night uh we have these boxes that are are pretty much society obviously societal pressures um even the other night went out to hang out with a couple of my friends at this kind of she she bar I had the money for it they paid for the drinks but uh a woman 
whose wife was DJing actually came up to me and we started, she was, she was tipsy. She came up to me and started having a conversation and she was like, don't be offended, but are you a lesbian? I was like, well, there's one, there's nothing to be offended about being a lesbian, but two, no, I'm not, I'm not gay. She just, she was almost obsessed with talking about that for the next hour or so. And yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird. She kept apologizing when I told her to stop apologizing. And then she was obsessed with it because it, it's still, it's very much about, to me, watching this even more recently was very much about passing. It was about, to me, that's why it was that trans narrative more so than a drag narrative to me. Because of the fact that they went to sleep completely mm-hmm. dr- like dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they, mm-hmm. you know, there was a complete personality um i know a couple drag queens when they when that costume is off or when they're not even on stage never mind the costume is off when they come off stage they are basically the men that they are just happen to be dressed up but when they're on stage they do put on that that production of of exact because the source of drag from what I understand from what I've researched is it was making fun of femininity it was making fun of the standard of femininity not necessarily femininity itself but it was making fun of the standard of femininity it was the exaggeration was about making fun of that societal uh pressure and that societal box and that's something that I feel as as a as a considered you know societally considered a more masculine woman is that pressure that consistent pressure that constant pressure when i sit on a train i woman spread or whatever or i man spread i am not a feminine woman so to me in a lot of this it was i, I was laughing at that one part where the basketball um, which no when chi chi got really defensive i know that so <laughs> 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 it was like that things like that crack me up because it's like that defensiveness of of you know receiving information but um to me this is very much about I think that's that's also what bothered me is the fact that it was more so a trans narrative and I almost want to know why there was that hesitancy to I mean it was also yeah, side, uh, but to cross that line. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was like I was like where do I start? Yeah. Um like cuz a lot of people who are working on it are focused on drag RuPaul's involved with this film mm-hmm. um who is notoriously very much for for drag and not really great about trans stuff um, to this day, um, including the like in his show the segment about like can you pass well enough, hmm. um, and uh, so so the boxes are also like inflicted by people who are involved in this process of this film who don't understand how to negotiate trans from performance, hmm. um, and. Uh, which is upsetting, <laughs> but also, and that's like, and that's clear in this movie as well, because there's no like distinction between performance and uh, these these characters' lives outside of being drag queens, because the entire movie they are in their getup, and the characters say words that sound like at some point in their life they're not presenting as women and not identifying them themselves with women but we never actually see that like we only see them as women presented as women existing in their lives as women like even down to the score like the the, like the score of the movie like it's like girls just want to have fun it's there's i like i wrote it down there's like brick house and it's talking like they're driving and brick house is playing about about women and and i specifically wrote down built like an amazon is when the music fades out which is yeah yeah yeah. i like i like i zoomed in on that i was like all right she's a brick house and then it goes for like a second and then like built like an amazon and the music goes out and And i was like opening song yeah bodies yeah 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 about about movement and how you move within the world Yeah, yeah yeah totally like all of the all of the music that's like pop music that's drawn in is about being a woman and about existing as a woman. So it's just like 
it's like <laughs> it's 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 a kind of like kinky boots kind of thing that I get mm. where the people who are producing it don't seem to know the difference between being trans and being a drag performer. Mm. Well, and, and, and I since, shrug just kind of like yeah. Well, at the, the, the void. One, the one moment that we do see these characters, at least two of them, as men. Mm -hmm. uh, is right in the beginning when Patrick Swayze and mm -hmm. uh, I almost did it again. So let me what? let me let me state to the audience a very big problem that I have ever since growing up. I have for whatever reason always gotten Wesley Snipes and Denzel Washington confused. And <laughs> Ashley Ashley has you know we did have a small discussion about it. <laughs> we did, and she admits that. This is racist. This is pretty racist. And and I I I can't absolve on on behalf of all black people, but no. Within my presence presence, I I absolve her of her sin. There you go. Thank you, Terry. I absolve her. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. So Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, who yes. is the actor in this movie, <laughs> not Denzel Washington. Hashtag hidden fences. Uh, so. <laughs> But yeah, when Patrick Swayze and when they're putting on their God damn it, I almost did it again. Patrick okay. Swayze and Wesley Snipes, Snipes. Blade, other things that Wesley Snipes has been in. <laughs> Demolition, Man. Demolition Man. Demolition. He wasn't Demolition Man. That's yes. right. All right. So moving when, on. When they're putting on their when they're, they're putting, putting on, on their drag attire in the first moments of the film in a montage, uh, and so, so you can establish these are not women, right? But it's also it's also it's, uh, can I interrupt? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, it's it also struck me as this commodifying way. It's also mm -hmm. something that we see in trans narratives all the time, mm -hmm. where it's established that. Trans women have to do a lot to establish who they are and their presence. Mm -hmm. So it felt very much like that, where where you have to see the process of like putting on womanhood, mm -hmm. and that's just I don't know, it's complicated images to watch mm -hmm. in that way because again, it's this like mixed messages made by people who don't understand the difference between performance and existence. It reminded me of the current problems that are having happening around the comic book alters, mm. uh, which is fairly transphobic, and also and also Saga Volume Six. Now both currently we have ongoing um, comic book series that are depicting trans women putting on themselves and having like an outside outsider assumed kind of like cis het audience watching this and watching someone put on womanhood and it not being like an innate part of themselves and so seeing something like the opening of this movie those messages look very similar so it just it's 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 yeah it's hard it's hard for me to watch that's because there's because i think yeah. honestly within most media especially yeah. Especially women in the margins, especially minority women, especially black women. Speaking as a black woman, obviously, uh, there is, I think, there is that always that step that is shown of putting on womanhood. Mm -hmm. We are consistently shown with the hair being mm -hmm. done, with the eyes being done, with the lips being done, with our asses out, with our or their tits out, because there is this sense, this overall sense of passing mm -hmm. it's it's i think it's it's pretty much it's within society it's inherently yeah. part of what is considered societal womanhood yeah. is putting on your womanhood speaking as a as a black woman when with that added that putting on the womanhood that putting on of the face and of the hair and of the body there is something that is going to be inherently more put on about us than for the average white woman. Yeah. There is going to be something. So that's, from my perspective, I think that's part of the reason why, um, and I do agree that it definitely is coming from, that this, this movie definitely is coming from that perspective of someone that, that 
doesn't know or doesn't want to show that that they know yeah maybe it's something that they repress maybe it's something that they are oh the world isn't ready for that because i mean we're also talking about a mainstream film mm. as, as, yeah. as well then i wonder but, how much of oh yeah. well I, I wonder how much of it was because within drag circles so much of it is the performance mm-hmm. aspect and mm-hmm. specifically because they've got wesley snipes and they've got patrick swayze who mm-hmm. are two very i've been told attractive men particularly of this time i hear i hear tell that they're attractive people yeah. and it's just so the the act of specifically feminizing them yeah. and making yeah. them more femme yeah. uh, was almost to immediately like if you had no idea what this movie was i don't yeah. know how but if you had no idea going in to see them then put on the makeup yeah. and put on the it's just like yeah. oh what is happening mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah. um but at the same time i i wonder how much of it because this does feel very drag, like this. The first part, this first yeah. scene, yes, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. So, at, yeah. I mean, at the very least, they for what they were going for, I feel like they nail that. Like yeah. this is a drag thing. This is yeah. all performative, and it just starts getting hinky it as gets the so story. blurry as you yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder. I also wonder how much of that is because. Uh, the idea of historically in the 60s, and this is a thing that I've been like toying with and trying to figure out as well, uh-huh. is the idea of anyone who was uh, basically going against the gender that they were assigned at birth was sort of almost in the same category. Yeah, yeah just yeah, for yeah. preservation. Yeah, um, <laughs> and this is something that I wanted to talk a point about as well, because mm. we were talking about the origins of drag. It, uh, while it's correct that it became like a mocking of womanhood. It did actually drag did actually start with trans women and specifically mm. trans women of color Absolutely. as a way to have a safe place Absolutely. to, to be women. Mm-hmm. And that is truly where drag started. And then it got co-opted by cis people <laughs> like over time more and more until, well, until, we'll, yeah. <laughs> until we have yeah. what it is now, mm. which is drastically different than where it started um so so the lines between like drag performers who didn't identify as women at all and drag performers who might have sometimes identified as women um or drag performers who always identified as women women or like specifically drag queens is like much more blurry Mm. like pre the last like 10 15 years Yeah. yeah so yeah, so I struggled with that this entire movie as well. Mm. And, like, especially with Chi-Chi, because she, like, to me, just reads as trans, like, straight up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, she's, she's just like, I'm, I'm a girl who wants to find my man. And, it's, and, and that's, like, her entire narrative. And she's so upset when she's called a boy. Yeah. In in a dress, yeah. It's just yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's really blurry. Yeah, no. Yeah. And she, when blurry. she has the opportunity to try and take uh, Patrick Swayze's character down a peg, her immediate reaction is, "Man, man, 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 man. Yep. You're just a man. Yeah. You're a man." Yeah. And it's just like, and, yes. well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Like, but I'm like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. In that moment, in that moment when mm. when Chi-Chi's supposedly dressing down. Uh, Vita, mm. when right before you know when they're like, look, they're like, look, just mind your business. When Stalker Channing's getting beat up, yeah. mm. like mind your business. All this, like when Chi Chi is dressing down Vita, and Vita's like, you know, gets frazzled and is like, how dare you? And walks off, and her wig gets caught and yeah. snatches off. That to me read so much like a trans moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, where, yeah. Like she, she was, she was so tense about that yeah. the only person that seems to me to fit more of the drag and the drag queen narrative is Nagzi, Nagzi yeah. Nagzima like everybody else <laughs> seems to more so especially with how yeah. uh, Vita's storyline especially with uh, with his with her parents and yeah. Yeah. You know, like see with this like I'm thinking about it in the sense of with her her parents like i think of it in in the male mm. sense but then even like the rest well, of the na- the narration to me is very trans yeah mm. well with the i wrote down a quote when they went by vita's house and she says vita gave this up to be vita 
And I was like, all right, okay, that's Mm. really trans. Like, that's not just like I'm going on and putting on a performance. Like, Mm. going to uh, Webster Hall and I'm I'm doing this for a night. I'm living this. This is my life. Like, I couldn't be with my family anymore. Like, my, my family kicked me out, disowned me for who I am kind of thing. Like, it wasn't something that she could put away. And so that's, yeah, like, really really trans it's mm. just like because mm. but yeah drag is complicated anyway yeah. that's that's how i started my reaction to this is like i have such no complicated feelings about this and so i think it's a yeah, good yeah. time to reveal why yeah. i wanted to do because february yeah. is we heart drag queens month on is it transphobic <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh and whether we do or not it doesn't like i do i love drag queens mm. i really do and i i but the the reason that I bring that up is because I wanted to do this because I think from the perspective of people who are uh, not trans, not non-binary, who are cisgender, uh, they think that there is just uniform love amongst the trans and the drag community. No. And it's not uniform. There's definitely a lot of issues that drag and trans and uh, like non-binary and just we're all having mm-hmm. um and i think that this is a good way to sort of start that mm-hmm. i would love to see that gap healed but at the same time it's not it's, necessarily it, yeah i mean mm-hmm. that's that's a really hard thing to tackle because mm-hmm. it requires cis people to listen to trans folk and to to a listen to be realize that this wasn't their community at first and they took it over, which is not something that a lot of drag queens like to hear mm. or think about or accept. Mm. Um, a lot of... So I've been to a bunch of drag stuff. I've been involved with a bunch of stuff. I work in theater. I tend to be surrounded by these kinds of things quite a lot. There's quite a lot of misogyny, period, um, in the drag community. Um, a lot of, like, let's make fishy vagina jokes and let's, like, make foot, fun of womanhood and this, I and again a, conclate, a conflating of like biology with gender. Mm. Um, that's really upsetting for me as like somebody who's trans and somebody who like is afab, like de- dealing with like these assumptions about what bodies people have relating to gender and relating to presentation (laughs) because all of these things get conflated into one kind of amalgam and it's also like this assumption that womanhood is one kind of stock thing Mm. as well and there's like a right way to do it (laughs) that happens Mm. a lot um so I don't know. It's 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 a lot of listening would have to happen, mm. and a lot of taking a step back by a lot of cis people and really really analyzing what presentation means, what gender means, what what biology does not mean. Um, and I don't think <laughs> I do not think that a lot of people are ready, willing, or want to do that. Mm. Yeah. So. It was like, it would be really, really nice, but that's going to be like, let's sit down. Yeah, <laughs> let's, no, like, absolutely. Like, have a convention where trans people sit down, drag performers, and be like, let's talk. Mm. <laughs> let's let's have a conversation <laughs> on how to be better people towards each other. Yeah. yeah. And also understanding that also, like, sorry that I'm talking a lot. I have a lot of feelings about this. Well, but especially also, when you're talking about having complicated feelings about drag. Yeah, I, I mean, wanted to get yeah, that out was, there. So. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah and, out, and also because <laughs> I don't also want to put down what it means for folk who are cis, who are drag performers, who are dealing with what gender and sexuality means to them. Because like, for a lot of people, even if you're cis, you get, and like, especially like, cis gay guys do get a lot of like, like, feminine, like femininity being bad messages growing up and drag can be a way to take that back and to go all right well you're going to say that to me or i'm going to take this and make make it something meaningful to me i'm going to make it something empowering and have a community in this of people who have been uh called fags and queers and women and all this kind of shit growing up because of their sexuality and to not deny those experiences. Um, sorry for using like oh, no, triggering we, language, we put a, but we yeah, put yeah. A, you've heard we put yeah, a little yeah. stock thing in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But like, 
Um, but also for like the people in the right, room. Right. Yeah, no, appreciate. <laughs> Sorry, it, but, yeah. but um, but like shit that like fucks you up, and and being able to have a community where you can let out all of those things that have been internalized into you as bad, and put it into something that is producing something create creatively. Um, and something that can make someone feel beautiful, even if it's not their gender or if they're questioning or if, like, or like if gender is fluid, because I don't want to say like every drag, because <laughs> like every drag performer is not cis mm. and there is fluidity of gender and stuff like that. So having, I think having an open dialogue around these things, if there was a way to get everybody in yeah. a room and be like, let's talk a- meaningfully <laughs> about what these things mean in a way that's like, not someone like me who tends to be very um, closed off to the drag community Mm. Um, while also trying to like understand why it exists and stuff like that. I'm not just like, fuck you. All of you can stop doing what you're doing right now. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) I'm not that person, but close to being that person (laughs) Uh, on a bad day. But you know what I mean? Where it's just like, if you're really angry, sometimes you just, don't have leniency in your heart but mm. um yeah yeah anyway complicated very very complicated feelings <laughs> and these are not easy mm. issues to fix is what i'm no. saying and that there's very positive outcomes of drag and also very negative yeah. outcomes of drag because there are also yeah, a yeah. number of trans individuals who have come out because of drag yeah, uh, yeah, Carmen yeah. Carrera, yeah. Uh, monica beverly hills yeah. um there was someone from one of the more recent episodes of rupaul's drag race that came yes, out i remember it's, hearing yeah. about that yeah, yeah yeah like so it yeah. is it can be a very good tool and yeah. especially like we were talking about with chi chi this and we don't know because the movie is the movie yeah, the movie yeah. only gives us the information that it gives us right. but based on that She's trans. Yeah. I don't mind being like, I am here to put a stamp on it. Shut up, everyone else. <laughs> Shut up, everybody Shut up, else. everybody else. Chi-Chi is trans. Mm. Well, I definitely co-signed to that. She's <laughs> 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 trans. Um, hold on. Oh, so I'm going through my notes. Um, I skipped a lot of things by... No, that's totally this. cool. We we definitely didn't go into the chronological order. We didn't. Our, our chronological loving audience is going to hate this episode. That is totally yeah. cool. That's all right. It's not always for you, chronological it's folks. It's true. It's my fault, too, because I said, I'm going to talk chronologically, and yeah, then I yeah. immediately didn't. You damned yourself to not. <laughs> I was like, actually, I'm going to talk about four parts of the movie yeah. at once. <laughs> the next thing I have on my list is yeah. talking about trans prostitution. Mm. That because please yeah <laughs> uh, or drag prostitution mm. um, so because because Chi Chi talks about mm. about prostitution because they find mm. her in the stairwell after the uh, performance at the top of the movie mm. about uh, she's crying and she's crying because she didn't win and because she doesn't feel beautiful enough and also there's like I don't know how it got there, but also, like, if somebody's crying, you don't have to ask them how they got there. Um, yeah. Just in general, yeah. it felt very natural. It's a hard thing, a scene to repeat back. But um, mm. she's crying and she's talking about having to prostitute herself to men who are greasy with, like, big bellies and stuff like that. And she's talking about that. And, like, mm. Vita is holding her and being like, it's okay. We're going to. And this is why they end up taking her on the trip because she's feeling so down about her life. Mm. Um, but yeah, so did you have any thoughts about this moment? I mean, for, for me, it didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't even really occur to me, but the second that you said that, it was just like, yeah, look at all these moments, and especially yeah. just like you can tell that Chi-Chi has had to deal with a lot of survival sex work yeah. throughout most of her life, and even just like you can see from that moment when she's like, don't worry, I'm going to go get a car. I'm going to get somebody. There's mm-hmm. no one on this road. Don't worry. I'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. And she once again resorts to having to use uh, her sex. body. Yeah. yeah her and body. Just before that, she was talking about how find, she was going to find a man and ride his ass back to New York. Yeah. yeah. She was like ready to, yeah. to dump them. Mm. So yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely other talk about that. Yeah. yeah which, which and I'm she... sure also exists within like the femme cis gay community, but at yeah. the exact same time, especially because they are women yeah if we're going by what they're talking about then yeah like yeah this is yeah yeah it was it was yeah it was that like that moment really really struck me and it shaped the the rest of the way that i i viewed chi chi as a character because everything like then 
it's like you said, like with her at the side of the road, getting the guy to help them when the car breaks down and like her going into the hotel and being like, I'm just going to go into the hotel because yeah. that's normal for me. Um, she just has, it's very clear that she's been in much more dangerous situations than the other two, mm. because as soon as she gets out of the car and stuff, she, they're like, Oh no, she's going to die and all these things. And so you get this sense of fear that they all have, but she's just like, I live fear every day. I'm just going to fucking go. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So it then again, it also made me more upset while I was watching it, the like gatekeeping that they did mm. for her the entire time, because she, like she clearly was doing this all the time. Like they found her and she's like, no, I do sex work and yeah. I'm crying about it as and I do sex work as a woman mm. with these guys who are using me. And so it's just and they kind of glance over that. But, yeah. yeah, I was wondering if anybody else like had reactions to that moment, but yeah. I will forever now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and it, adds, yeah. it does add a level to that character that I just didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. it definitely, I definitely <laughs> thought about it, um, uh, especially with, obviously, with the moment of this, the car broken down. Well, I can get, if you give me all my points back. I'll do the hitchhiking thing, and then we can get yeah. it out of here. And then also talking about riding his ass, you know, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. his ass back to New York. Yeah, yeah. And then also, honestly, the the moment in which the degenerates of the town decided yeah. to circle her. Because yeah. there's something, absolutely. there's absolutely, there's something that is, unfortunately, with, with trans sex work, with, 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 um, with queer sex work in general as well, there is that kind of hone in. Obviously, they supposedly within the narrative did not know that she, because we're Chi-Chi's trans, so <laughs> she, they did not know that Chi-Chi was trans. But at the same time, they the way that they perceived her mm-hmm. was take advantage. Yeah. Um. So that that definitely to me was very layered, and I definitely saw that. I also yeah, that moment of like the almost sorry, I don't no, like, go right um but um that moment where they're all surrounding Chi Chi and like it looks like mm. they're all gonna mm-hmm. rape her. Um before she's saved by her white knight in the pickup truck. Uh mm. <laughs> uh she, like her face to me just read as like she was like I like as soon as the first guy came out, before even like there were six others, she was like I know it's going to happen right now. Yeah. Yep. Like she was, very she familiar. was, She's and she knew, and like, you could like feel her like look around and like, as somebody who's like deals with like clinical paranoia and, <laughs> and has been in certain situations, like, and like is constantly aware of my, of people who are around me. Um, like I could like, like see her feel everybody else who was around her. Obviously she has, the actor has a script and it's like, I know that there are other people, (laughs) but like, there's like something about the body language that just read, there's other people here as well. Mm. And this is going to happen to me. And something bad is about to happen to me. And like just the horror, but also the horror of what was going to happen. But also you could see her just be like, I can't fight this. I can't fight these people. I'm just here. It looked like she was ready to be able to like do something. When the second guy pecked, came up she was yeah. like oh i didn't realize this is going to be a party yeah and she 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 tries she, she to getting ready to yeah. like ready herself like mm-hmm. oh, elbow him so, like yeah, something like, to the yeah. effect mm. of get out of there yeah but the second that someone else popped up and someone and else she she's like, like i can't exactly yeah. that it was she tried to make jokes out of it perfectly yeah out. exactly but then she was like i can't fight this right. yeah right. yeah can i just say that was the worst save ever. Ever? Like, ever. Ever. Like, what happened? He drove up. Oh, and then, like, literally Chi-Chi just ran in between two of the guys. Right. Like, like, I don't know what Well, I think it's a sense of, like... Mm. I mean, okay. So, <laughs> to get into this, I have to get a little personal. Um, I mean, I've been okay. in situations that are scary. Mm. And if a person who's not involved with it mm. shows up, like... Somebody that the people who are enacting something find, mm. like, a viable opponent <laughs> or something like that. Somebody else who's, or just to, like, be straight up about it, somebody else who's masculine mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. there yeah. um, shows up, they'll stop. Like, mm. 
like there will be hesitation. Right. There will be a moment to flee you know because found, you know what that huh? sounds like we just found a plot hole because we don't know the dynamic of the degenerates. See, I was going to get Jeremy there too, London. but uh, Joe, like, but huh? I, I'd love to hear the rest of yeah, yeah. where you're going. Uh, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just there. it's just this mm. idea of like, mm. so mm. if somebody else who's not involved with this like menacing situation shows up. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they're being held accountable by someone that they find worthy of holding accountability to shows up, it will stop. Like if, if he had showed up and was like, I'll join you, it would have continued, but he showed up and he split up this mob mentality. Mm. Cause it's also like, well, this person's doing it. So I'm doing it. So I'm doing it. So it's fine. Mm. But somebody else showed up and was like, I'm in a truck. And I say, no. (laughs) And, and there was this moment where all of them were like, Oh wait, we're not all one cohesive on the same page thing and there's also this other guy over here so she was able to get away and for me that was very very normal because i was like that's just how this works Mm. i was like that's sometimes how terrible things don't happen okay so i can definitely drop that point yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like it's like unfortunately i'm like unfortunately i have enough information from terrible (laughs) things happening to tell you that's actually real that's a real thing Yeah. yeah Yeah. But, uh, but to Terry's point, and very much a thing that was in the back of my head, too, who the hell are these hooligans? I know! Right. 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 And they have a character arc! And like they're not individual people. Them as a group has right. a character, have a character arc. Have, have yeah. an entire <laughs> Except there's only one mouth, there's only one voice. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I didn't realize that that's the guy that was in um, this really, really bad show Ooh. on TNT called Hawthorne. What is that? It's Jada Pinkett Smith's (gasps) production. What? He's a nurse. Mm. And he's the doctor in it. He's what? like one of a few things, actually. And this is the mouthpiece. For I haven't the watched this. She's so hot. Mouthpiece for the hooligans. It the one who weird. saw Wesley Snipes' his nails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like my nails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which probably my favorite part in the whole movie. Yeah. I know it's everybody's supposedly. I literally don't remember this moment. What? Oh, the one where whoa, where Nazima is like facing the hooligans, and she's like, "Hold on, see my nails? <laughs> you like my nails?" Yeah, like my nails, and then grabs him. Oh, oh, that oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I got so to explain why I didn't fully remember that moment because mm-hmm. that's amazing. I just saw the crotch grab because I got a work email at that exact moment. Oh, <laughs> so I missed the, the nail so moment. Missed the prep. I missed. Oh, yeah. I missed yeah, the prep. Yeah, I just saw her dragging him away by his crotch. So Joe, so Joe is like watching the movie, watching the movie. All of a sudden, like, whoa, that that went to a really extreme place where all. I was like, I support. I was like, I don't know how we got here, but I support this. It's like, I'm sure this made sense. (laughs) But we'd already seen the hooligans before, so I knew, like, generally shitty dudes. Great. Grab Mm -hmm. them by the balls. Go ahead. Do it. Like, I support this. I don't know how we got here, but yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Stage management life. (laughs) So um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the really intense uh, police officer, Dullard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else should talk about it because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> no. So, Terry, you and I. like, I do have so, Well, let me, let me first uh, ask you, Terry, as mm-hmm. someone who has seen this movie over and over and over again, uh, was, like, were there any moments particularly with these, like, because that, that is the main plot Mm -hmm. really is Mm -hmm. like yes they're trying to get to hollywood Uh but the real like worry is like this guy either a we killed this man which (laughs) death by finding penis is (laughs) right yeah just i i i kind of wish they had just done that (laughs) well now he's dead we've got to investigate this (laughs) his last words were penis (laughs) penis <laughs> I don't know yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> penis <laughs> I like that specific yeah. retail penis there were oh so were there anything cause that list Sorry, the funny. list he made places what was it oh my god I almost flower took a photo shops. yep so there was flower shops ballet ballet yeah. so what was the list called again oh places for homos, homos. places yeah. to find homos places to find homos um and it like it was flower shop ballet um I don't remember what else oh I, I, I almost wrote it down yeah. but I didn't I think, oh my goodness can we look it up yeah hold on 
Do we have it? This I don't have so it good. screen capped, but I'm sure I can find it on it's the internet. It's so good. Um, it's worth listing all yeah. the things. Because it was, it was wonderful. It was so I was just like, accurate. I was just, like, I saw it. I was like, I was like, I was like you're not wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know if I just I mean, in... I go, I just, I just live in a flower Wait, shop. So I know that. Do not look up places to find <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Do not Google that. Like, that's, that's the thing. If I just Googled that alone, I'm going to find all sorts of okay. interesting stuff. Okay. Oh, good. Flight Fun. attendant lounges. I remember Why? that. Why? That I'm pretty sure that's me. about sex work. Yeah. Restaurants for brunch. That was my favorite. That's where I lost my one. shit. I was just like, really for brunch. Good one. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, for those are different I mean, nowadays you're not me. just going to find I was like, I sleep, but yeah. I was like, those are, I was like, that's for the morning days. Right. I'm more of a night game myself. Um, and oh, then the, and the last final one, one is antique, antique shops. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, and then it was, and then so when he wrote antique shops, the next shot was them at an antique store, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah it was. Oh, yeah, and I was, was like, the list. My, yeah. I, what, <laughs> every time this scene comes she looks up, so beautiful when so they're in the ba- ballet, mm-hmm. when he's in the ballet class, I'm like, who would let this man <laughs> yeah. around their kids? <laughs> Straight cis guy I ever encounter for the rest of time. Where's your warrant, sir? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? I feel like I want that on I'd a like t-shirt. I, <laughs> it would, it would Where's your warrant, Where sir? I wanted the official is it transphobic yeah. podcast t-shirt. I'm really cool with this. We get coffee mugs. Is it transphobic? Where's your warrant, sir? Warrant, sir. <laughs> You need to have a Last shop. Words. Uh, <laughs> Last words. Last words. Yes. Oh goodness. Okay, between this and the Danish oh, girl, my God. I talk way too much about penises on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being the Danish girl. Oh my you God. You don't need I don't, to. I didn't listen uh, to it. I need to. You're good without it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I've so, heard. When I, because I didn't Google this, and I can totally Google this now, but I'm curious if either of you know, Wesley Snipes was in White Men Can't Jump. Correct. Yeah. See, I do know Wesley Snipes. See? No, but um, so he was in White Men Can't Jump. Do we remember around? Because I know it was in the '90s. <laughs> Sorry, you said racist. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm <laughs> racist to this. No, I know. Yeah, no, we've we've established what this. Ha- yep. What Working on it. Oh, uh, do we remember when White Men Can't Jump? came out was it absolutely 90s? not okay right i think it was well, we're looking this up yeah because i remember it was the early 90s because me and my roommate and my wife all watched it 1992 so this was three 92. years before because i was trying to figure out i was like because initially they were like oh okay and of course the black person plays really good basketball yeah, and right, it was just like well oh. he was in white men can't jump <laughs> speaking of basketball yeah Please. There's basketball in this movie. There is. They go. <laughs> it's, Sorry. That's a great I just segue. like the way you said that. <laughs> I said in this movie. <laughs> I saw an opportunity and I went for it. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to say other than that's my stage manager instinct to be no, like, cool. and back on topic. <laughs> you said a word, which leads to. The points. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, there's basketball. In this. They go into the motel and they're like, oh, no, we're going to die or we're going to be kicked out or something right. like that. And then they're like, oh, no, you must be here for the women's basketball tournament. <laughs> and we're just like, I have so many, conflict- again, conflicted emotions about, like, what womanhood is identified as. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just like, this, there's so many things happening. I was like, there's so many things happening in this scene. Yeah, that, yeah, that was always something that that yeah. I that stuck out to me as well. Because yeah. I remember as a kid, my brother consistently wanted me to play basketball. Uh-huh. Always wanted me to play basketball. I was like, I don't. It yeah. jams my fingers. <laughs> it hurts. Can I weld something? Can I do that? I, and <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh, I yeah. actually wanted to play football, mm. and I really wanted to play powder puff football, and I wanted to play. What football the hell content. is powder puff football? That's when that's what they allow girls to play. Uh-huh. Um, 
because it's flags basically flag football oh okay so um but i actually wanted to play full contact because i mean the flags were long it was like come on sure everybody can grab that sure so it was kind of like uh i wanted to play football but my brother wanted me to play basketball because i was tall and I had broad shoulders and i was like no no but i they tried um, to get me to play for one season and i was like this is the worst no I thought this was just because I was tall, but I guess everybody wants everybody to play basketball. (laughs) They also tried to make me play baseball for years, and I'm 5'2". But to be fair, I was the oldest, so I Um, was always, like, when I was young, I was taller than everybody else, which is why I'm now very upset about being short. But um, there was one glorious year where I was, like, five inches (laughs) taller than everybody else. It's glorious. No, it was fifth grade. And I was the tallest for one year. Did you pick on people? I did. Well, there was one person. Well, I didn't like pick on people. There was one guy in particular that I had like a like constant competition with, which I was informed was me being into him, which later I just found out was me not because I am not straight. Why is that? A- <laughs> I was like, I was like, I am very much not straight however what no, i just hated that i just dude. i didn't even hate him i was just like i wanted to be better than him was just like period um which i was just like i just had a rivalry i had an honest to god rivalry with somebody just let me have it but anyway i was taller than him and i was very pleased about it because whenever because we are always in the same classes this has nothing to do with anything <laughs> but we were always in the same classes and just cut all of this but uh <laughs> always in the same classes and we were like the like bet we were like the best at everything and i always just wanted to be better than him at everything and for one year i was like gracefully taller than him and it was beautiful but what was the point of this they tried to make me pay baseball and i would just baseball. stand at baseball and i would just stand in outfield and just stare at the sky because right. it was like this is so fucking boring and then they tried to make me a catcher so i would actually have something to engage with no. but then the head that i have a very small skull oh, so, <laughs> so oh, i could never see because it would always oh, fall down and i was like i can't see anything yeah. and then eventually they let me play soccer and like nobody in my family knew anything about soccer but yeah. they were like do you want to try soccer and i was like yes and then soccer was my shit but that's the story about me in sports there you go yeah and it comes right back to the basketball basketball Mm-hmm. So yeah. basketball is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it features in the movie, and it talks about like what masculinity is. is, is it's also the, with it's always yeah. the relationship between femininity and masculinity. Yeah, always, where yeah. it's like if you present as a certain kind or where you're a certain build, that's yeah. It goes right back to yeah. that situation where uh, when I was in that bar and the woman just. It's like, are you a lesbian? Are you a lesbian? You're totally... You're sure you're not a lesbian? It's like, I'm 33 years old. Yeah. I've had a lot of time away from my parents who grew up in a very, very, very small village in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if you're very aware of this, but with uh, Caribbean folk, especially with black folk, we are... It's like once we want to be open-minded but there is a lot that ends up restricting us Mm -hmm. we uh do tend to be very kind of what the fuck and very um standoffish if not outright ignorant as all fuck and i mean obviously that it spreads over any and everybody Mm -hmm. um but from my background you know from 10 years ago about you know my dad my dad's 74 with my dad saying certain things that were kind of like god please stop doing that this is very embarrassing about queers and about queer people it was kind of like he was for me as a growing person and getting that shit together for myself it was it's like another obstacle to get like your first reaction is what you've been taught and what's your your second reaction is what you've learned so in this particular case, like with the boxing of the femininity and the masculinity uh-huh. and how that kind of comes together with this woman and how she was con- insistent that I was a lesbian. And I was like, 
I have thought about it. I have thought about my gender. I've thought about my sexuality. I've thought about my assignment. I've thought about a lot of this stuff, especially within the last three years. I think I think I kind of got to know a couple of things. And I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. And she was, but she insisted because I presented as more masculine and as what is called an AG or an aggressive. She insisted that I was a lesbian, and that is something that I. I was never offended by it because I don't find it offensive to be um, gay, bi, trans. I don't find it offensive, especially since I was also kind of toying with the idea of maybe I was genderqueer. I wasn't sure for a long time. Still not sure, honestly. But um, it kind of, it made me think because also another thing with me is that I have a lot of problems dating within the straight world. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of problems dating um in general and it kind of made me think is that part and i know it i know that's part of the the thing i know that that's part of of i guess the issue with me dating is that there is that that societal box and that societal pressure of what presents as masculine and and feminine and you know, with yeah. that basketball part, it was because they were tall, it was because mm-hmm. they had, you know, broad, broad shoulders. shoulders, it was because they had a harder face, even though they had all that makeup on, they still had hard faces. Mm-hmm. John Zamo, I adore you, but you are very unattractive <laughs> some makeup. Like, you're weirdly looking. Like, in that weird, <laughs> he's a weird looking dude. We're talking to you, John Leguizamo. John you're Leguizamo. ugly. No, you're a weird, looking no. dude. weird looking dude. So, like, with that kind of, with harder faces and things like that, like, that was the automatic assumption was. Yeah, it was, you oh, have you have to be, be here for this. Hey everyone, we had a lot to say about Tu Wong Fu, uh, so I'm splitting the episode into three parts. That's right, three parts. So you're getting triple the value. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook. We're now there. Go to our Twitter at Is It Transphobic, uh, as well as join us on Patreon. Subscribe. That way you'll get some fantastic rewards, including uh, mini episodes one month before they premiere. So thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next part. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. So with that taken care of, uh, let's kick it in. Let's kick it in.